got my first fight, beat the guy in 15 seconds. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that was fun. That was nice. That felt good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we took another fight, like maybe like a couple of weeks later, and knocked the guy out in seven seconds. And then from that point on, I was like, all right. I went five and zero as an amateur. I've had uh, four finishes. One only one fight that went to decision. This past August, I turned pro, and right now I'm one and zero as a pro. Hope looking to be two and zero. Okay. So yeah, December 18th. I want to talk a little bit more about like Victory MMA and the legacy that's been kind of built there by your father, but also because of you, because now you're a fighter. Like, talk a little bit about that and like what that means to you, that whole gym, the community there, and what it means yeah. to Colorado Springs. So when it comes to the gym, do you guys plan on having you take over eventually? Welcome to the Colorado Springs Business Podcast, where we discuss business principles and provide real-life insight into the lives of everyday business owners and entrepreneurs. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe or leave a review wherever you might be listening. Now, let's talk business. Yeah, I, I didn't even know about how all that worked. I didn't know what the, what the amateur versus the pro. Can you tell us a little bit what that process is like? How do, how do you get pro? So, I mean, it's not, very, it's not too much of a complicated process. It's not uh, a lot of people, they think like, you know, you have to... I mean, you have to sign paperwork, obviously, um, but it's nothing too big. You know, you can turn pro right away. It's okay. not the it's not the smartest thing because you mm. don't have that time to develop your skills, but it's possible. Um, but yeah, the rules change a little bit. So in the amateur at, uh, in Colorado, uh, you can't uh, knee knee to the head or elbow or throw any type of elbows. But obviously, in the pros, anything goes. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a smooth transition. You let the promoter know that now you're, you know, you're looking to be a become a pro fighter. They'll get you some more pro fights, and you go from there. But that's when your record counts. That's when you start mm. because you know you you can go ten and zero as an amateur. As soon as you turn pro, all that you know you start over again. So you're zero and zero. So yeah, that's the process. That's the whole process. And uh, trying to build up on that and try to get to the big show. Yeah, as, yeah. Uh, everybody wants to say the uh, the UFC. So, so does each city, I mean, does each state have their own pro? Uh, they don't have their own pro, but each uh each state they do have their own uh like a couple of different um rules that they have on under the commission. Like I said, uh, there's some uh states in uh in the U.S. to where amateurs can throw elbows and knees, but I don't think it's smart because you're only an amateur. You know, you're not getting paid, so why oh. take that type of punishment if you're not getting paid? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but. Colorado, they're they're one of those cool states where you know they keep their fighters safe and mm-hmm. they only allow it once you're a pro. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. exciting, man. So let's peel back a little bit for our viewers who haven't seen previous episodes with like your dad. Tell us a little bit more about like your story, how you became, how you came into MMA, and so on, so forth about Victory MMA as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Victory MMA has been in the family since uh, 2009. That's when my dad opened up the gym. Um, I started off wrestling since I was five. Uh, I, I, was a good wrestler. Like I didn't lose until I probably hit like middle school. So I started out in the little leagues. Um, then after that, I I fell in love with football more. So, and I started playing football. Once I got to high school, that's when I stopped wrestling. And, uh, everybody would always ask me, Hey, are you going to become a fighter like your dad? I would tell him like, no, like I'm trying to I'm not really into getting punched in the face or, you yeah. know, stuff like that. I'm trying to go ball out. You know, I have these sweet feet on me, so I, you know, put a juke move on everybody. So that was mm-hmm. my goal was to go play college ball. And I thought I was going to be, you know, the number one draft pick in the NFL draft. That didn't quite happen. So I graduated high school. COVID hit. I was supposed to go out to a juco out in California. It was called L.A. Harbor. It was a little juco. Um, but like I said, COVID hit in 2020. And I asked my dad, I was like, hey, I mean, my dad, he told me there's nothing going on. You want to take a fight? And I was like, sure, fine. Yeah, I'll take a fight. And I would, I would tell him, like, jokingly, like, yo, I'm ready to get a fight. Give me a fight. He didn't take me for real until I, like, you know, started pushing it more. Got my first fight. Um, beat the guy in 15 seconds. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was nice. That <laughs> felt good. Yeah, so yeah. we took another fight, like, maybe, like, a couple of weeks later. And knocked the guy out in seven seconds. And then from that point on, I was like, all right, it's... There's something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something here. So I'm going I'm to ride with this wave and see how far it takes me. And so far, it's been it's been going good ever, ever, ever since. And I don't regret any moments. Nice. I'll do it over again if I could. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, with, with those, what do you think attributes to being able to... Is that common to, to knock people out that fast? Uh... We'd like to take a quick break to thank our sponsor, Planet Duck. Let me tell you what, these guys, 
they've got some powerful equipment. Their fleet of air duct cleaning trucks are equipped with some of the most powerful vacuums you've ever seen. I mean, these whole trucks, the entire truck, is one giant vacuum itself. With their expertise and equipment, they not only get the job done, they get the job done right to maximum efficiency. And you don't wanna be breathing in nasty air from having dirty air ducts or having inefficient airflow. So get your ducts clean with Planet Duct right now. Visit planetduct.com. If you're from Colorado Springs, then you've probably seen our next sponsor driving up and down Academy or at any of their other three locations here in Colorado Springs and in Pueblo. El Super Taco has authentic Mexican food with locally sourced and fresh veggies and meat that is chopped daily. Be sure to check them out next time you're hungry and mention the podcast too. I mean, we don't got a code for you, but definitely mention it. Power Toolsafe has a vision to help fight against theft. They've developed technology to help you keep proper records and are building a community of awareness around stolen goods. Sign up today for a free account and register up to $10,000 in tools and equipment. No credit card required. It's as easy as setting up a Facebook account. Imagine having a team of marketing professionals working for your business, making sure that you get the awareness and sales that you deserve. Well, that's exactly what you get with Recon Marketing. With up to 35 plus years in experience and 10 million plus in managed budgets, they know exactly what it takes to put you on the radar. And our final sponsor is my company, Veeamant Visuals. We produce videos with passion and strong meat. Our goal is to innovate and push the boundaries of what's possible when it comes to creating powerful visuals that drive results, whether that be in business or in life. We have the production power to produce any kind of visuals you want, from documentaries to YouTube videos to social media content, commercials that are designed for television, 3D animations, and so much more. I don't, I don't think it's common, like, especially not in their, like, not on uh, people's, like, first two fights. Like, mm -hmm. you see guys... You know, a lot of the times in their first two fights, they'll maybe go like the whole rounds because they're they're not used to being in that uh, atmosphere. But I mean, I just kind of every fight that I go into, I kind of just humanize a person like uh, just to stop myself from like, you know, getting overwhelmed or getting super amped. I'm like, OK, this guy, he can get punched the same way how I can get punched. He can mm -hmm. bleed the same way that I bleed. So I just try to humanize my opponents and tell them like they're nothing. They're not a god. Mm -hmm. so i just got to do what i would what i know i can do and i know that if i you know i always tell myself if i were to lose you know nobody's gonna hate me everybody's gonna still love me still be in my uh still be in my corner so but yeah that's that's just how it goes but that's i mean i wouldn't say it's it's not normal because you see it a lot mm -hmm. though like getting finishes that fast but like i was not predicting yeah. i was not predicting that that i was gonna be one of those guys mm-hmm um i hear it all the time a lot of these people like uh, a lot of my training uh a lot of my training partners they tell me like hey, elijah like i'm still like and i'm young too like i'm mm -hmm. only 20 that we talked about before we started mm -hmm. I, t I just turned 20 back in september so uh yeah to see how how far i've grown in these past like two years mm -hmm. it's crazy it's been crazy it's been a crazy ride and you never had any like pre like did you train growing up with your dad obviously your dad was pro as well did yeah you yeah i had like a little bit of training but it was also it was more like just like jujitsu and uh in wrestling i didn't really um <laughs> i always can i always like joke around saying like i always been had hands like i i yeah, yeah. like like if somebody <laughs> tells me i could put the paws on them but uh no nah, i i I would hit the bag a little bit, hit the hit mitts mm -hmm. with my dad here and there, but it was nothing like serious. It was yeah. nothing like I didn't have any kickboxing, uh, and I didn't have any like real boxing uh, experience um, under my belt. So the only thing that really did help me, thank God, is that uh, I started off wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, that was probably the best thing because I already know what it, what it's like to be on the ground. Mm -hmm. So, but you're knocking them out before you even get to the ground. Yeah, that was a, yeah, <laughs> that, that was a crazy thing. So like once I started knocking the guys out, I was like. You start fa falling in love with your hands. Okay, yeah. You start believing more <laughs> mm -hmm. in your in your hands and your power. Cause I mean, like like I said, when you're an amateur and you're hesitant, like those 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 first fights are like you don't really you don't know what you're capable of yet mm -hmm. until you know you start opening up and you start doing what you've been training. Yeah, yeah. So with the pro, like, what does what does that look like? How do you start? Uh, how do you grow as a pro? How do you? Uh, what's the next step? I guess you could say. So when you become a pro, you you start understanding your fight IQ has to has to be up to par. That's the one thing that um the difference between being an amateur and being a, a pro is that your fight IQ is like totally different. 
you start understanding the movements. You start understanding how to set people up with punches or kicks. You start understanding when to throw a punch or shoot for a takedown. You know, you can't just go out there and brawl. I mean, you can, but nine times out of ten, you see, if you look at the stats with, with guys who just go out there and just swing and bang, mm-hmm. you got a 50-50 chance. You're either getting knocked out or you're going to get knocked out. So um, just being smart and uh, protecting your body a lot more. I mean, the training, the training stays the same. It's just uh, you just amplify it a little bit more because it's now if you want to make it to the big leagues, you know, you want to make it to the UFC, your record really starts mattering. You know, you're that's why people I mean, I've had guys turn me down and uh, and I don't blame them because uh, I'm a young cat, mm-hmm. you know, and these guys are probably like 28 and that once you hit around like 28, 29, maybe 30, they start. I mean, that's around your prime. But like if you're still on the local scene. You're like slowly running out of time to make it, cause like, mm. well, yeah. Once you hit like 33, 34, they as a fighter they look at you as being old. For sure. So yeah. like, uh, back to what I was saying, like when guys turn me down, like they're they're trying to build up their record because you take a loss and say you're thirty two, and you take a loss, that's like a major setback. So I think that's uh. That's uh, one of the differences. Well, one of the major differences between amateur and pro is that your record really, really matters mm-hmm. on making uh, how much money you make and also uh, how far you get in the game, in the fight game. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. One one thing that I know from watching and being such a big MMA fan for all these years is that a lot of fighters are now starting not to spar up going up to training. What what is your what are your thoughts on that? Do you spar? Yeah, I, we spar every every Friday. Um, Every Friday's like last night. Um, I uh, we actually sparred. Uh, my sparring is a little different. Um, sometimes it can I can go with the same guy all three rounds, three five minute rounds of sparring. Um, or what we did last night, we had three different three fresh guys uh, come in every uh, every round. So, um, but yeah, I still spar because you know you. I understand that people are trying to protect their body, and yes. you know, mm-hmm. but uh, we're not going in there to kill each other. So that's number one. That's number one in our understanding of what we're doing here. We're not trying to, you know, nobody's getting paid on 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 sparring nights. There's no crowd. You feel me? There's no contracts being signed. No belt on the line. So we're not going out there to, you know, kill each other. But you will feel like there is going to be like a quick little pop. Okay, you're gonna feel this pop one too because how how else are you gonna build up on your reaction? Mm-hmm. That's my. I mean, I've seen uh, what's his name? Yair Yair Rodriguez. I think he's the one that says he doesn't really spar much. I mean, if it works for you, uh, I don't knock on it. Good yeah, on you, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it works for you, great. Um, but I'm a little different. I need to. I need to feel like I'm somewhat simulation of a fight, of a real fight, because mm-hmm. that's the only way I'm gonna build up on my my reactions and yeah. uh, you know, start uh, feeling comfortable with my combinations and actually being hit. You know, some guys they get hit, and that like. They, that rattles them. They're like, mm-hmm. yo, I haven't got hit whole, all training camp. And the one time they go into the fight where it's fight night, now they're like shook because they don't know how to uh, recover off of it or they don't know how to, you know, take it, take a hit. Yeah, yeah. So true. That's what Mike Tyson says. He's like, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. Do you get used to that? Do you get used to, to getting hit in the face or is that something that you yeah, just, you do it, get used to it? Okay. You just like, it's one of those things you just accept it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get, nobody wants to get hit in their face. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to get kicked, you know, but it's just one of those things. Once you, you know, once you tell yourself, you know, you want to do MMA or when you sign the contract, Got you're you. just like, all right, I accept this. I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets hit. Just how do you react off of getting hit? Yeah. Yeah. It just, that reminds me, that makes me think of, uh, you know when like you're about to to puke, yeah. <laughs> like and you just try to stop yourself, like you're just preventing yourself, yeah. like you're you holding just, it, holding it back, and you're like, you know, if you just puke, yeah, you'd, be you'd feel better. Yeah, so you it's just like, let it happen. You never get used. To, like I never, I've never gotten used to that though. I so hate, like, I <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate actually puking. Like it's like I feel like my heart. Like it hurts my heart. I'd be just be like, oh, I'll, I'll try everything to not puke for as yeah. long. Like sometimes, if, like I ate something bad, it's like that's you really just need to puke. Yeah. Uh, and after you get after you puke, it's it's gone. Uh, though, like every all our viewers are turning off now because we're talking about puke, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, like I said, like uh, getting getting punched or getting kicked is just one of those things that you just accept. For sure. I mean, especially you know if you want to, you know, get bigger, start fighting tougher guys, mm-hmm. make more money. You're going to get hit. You're going to get punched. But how well do you take that punch? 
I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. That's how that that's the outcome of fighting. You mm -hmm. know, we don't do this. I mean, a lot of people they say we don't play fight or yeah, we don't play fight. You know, we don't play football. We don't play basketball, which is cool. Yeah, I hate that because when I when I play football, my dad used to always tell me that we won't play fight. I'm like, man, I don't. <laughs> what I do you don't, mean by that? Like, um, it's just a little inside joke of like we don't play. Like when you say like, "Hey, I play football." Oh, I get yeah. you again. Yeah, yeah. Football, <laughs> okay. you know, a, a fighter, of you know, fight player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're not player. players. They're yeah. baseball yeah. player competitors. So, so yeah, they say like, uh, "Fighters, we don't." There, there's no playing around going in the cage. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's you know, mano y mano. You know, you're about to just slug it out. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's that's the little inside joke behind that. Though. And so, do you like do 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 you like to refer to it as as like you like to consider it as you're having fun and playing as well too? I mean, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I like to. I mean, if you're not having fun, then why are you doing it? Yeah. If you're not enjoying it, then why are you doing it? I agree, it? yeah. I mean, I will, I'll, now what I would say or what I will say is that, you know, fight night is probably one of the most nerve-wracking, uh, mm. anxious. Like, it's you get this feeling like you know you're about to go into something. You're about to do something dangerous. You know, you, mm -hmm. you understand what you're what you're about to do. So, and then... You have your family, you You're know. Performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your family. You know, everybody's looking at you because it's just you. It's three people in the cage. You, your opponent, and the ref. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's just you're you're thinking like you're thinking of a million things that could happen. You know, if you get knocked out, choked out, maybe mm -hmm. if you lose, win. How you gonna celebrate? Um, yeah, you just want to go out there and just perform at your best and, and yeah. obviously come out, you know, victorious. But not only victorious, but uh, healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean. Uh, every fight, every fight is just so like you get this like, like uh, I don't know how to explain it, but this feeling in your stomach, you're like, <sighs> I think I I I know the feelings, a similar feeling, yeah. but it's like it's they say that uh, public speaking is like one of the biggest fears, but it's like you're public speaking and you're going to fight, yeah. So it's like you're doing two very yeah. fearful things on top. <laughs> Under the lights, I mean, people, you can see people, I mean just go out there and fight and they're like so like stagnant mm -hmm. you know they're 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 not good with their movement like how they are back in the gym mm -hmm. you know so under the lights you know the, yeah. under the lights that pressure can kill people yeah. easily really easily i mean the only time i probably had that same feeling is uh when i played football and i was a punt returner okay yeah because you're <laughs> the only guy back there if you drop the punt Oh, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna, okay. yeah, everybody's <laughs> gonna crash on you. Or say you catch the punt and you don't fair catch and you get smoked. You know, you, a lot of a lot of things are running through your through your mind. But mm -hmm. you just gotta. What I always tell myself, like I said, I humanize my my opponents and uh, I tell myself if I go out there and do my best, you know, we can only grow from this. You know, and yeah. Even if I do win or lose, my my family, my friends, they're still gonna love me. And I'm gonna come back in the gym, and we're just gonna get right back to it. Mm -hmm. That's so great. We talked about this on previous. I I do a festival for a living, and I've talked about like that fear going into it. You're like, you know, the morning of. The yeah. Like, yeah. I hope people come. Yeah. And like, you have this huge fear, but somehow like, you kind of have to like release it to the fact of like, what's the worst that could happen? Like you're talking about, like I lose. Yeah. You're still gonna have your family that loves you. Everybody that's around you is still gonna support you. Like, like the world keeps going. Like mm -hmm. the world keeps going. Right. And, uh, you can see like when people um. Even, you know, and, it, and it's uh, sad to say, but, like, even when, like, you pass on, you know, the world keeps going. Mm -hmm. You know, it, the world doesn't stop, you know. Um, so that, that that's what I like to say is, you know, it's short. You got to have short-term memory in this in this fight game. Mm -hmm. If you sit here and dwell on one loss or that's going to hold you back for the rest of your life or the, the rest of your career. So you just keep moving on. Just keep moving on. Short-term memory, short-term memory. Yeah. God, grief! That's yeah. crazy. So you, uh, what what weight do you fight at again? I started off fighting at one forty five, which is so. a featherweight. But then uh, once I turned pro, I went down to a bantamweight, which is one thirty five. Yeah. So I walk around probably on a good day, like one fifty five, maybe one fifty six, and then uh, once I get to maybe like the week, the week before uh, weigh-ins, I'll get down to one forty five, and then from one forty five, I'll do uh, that week of the fight week. I'll do my my heavy cutting and what i do for like cutting i uh it's called water loading so obviously you're doubling up on your water intake um high protein because protein is easy to uh burn and cutting off uh 
cutting off carbs. And then uh, fight week, you want to cut out all so- all sodium. So salt, all that, everything starts getting really plain. And that's probably, that's the hardest part about fighting to me. Mm-hmm. And actually, not to me, but to like, if you talk For to that. any, yeah, to any fighter, it's not the fight. It's not the training. It's the weight cut. Mm. You see a lot of guys lose their fights just on on the scale mm-hmm. to where like they can't compete. And uh, you see the, even in the UFC, like there's been guys who like, they pull uh the doctor pulls them because they didn't have a good weight cut. It was starting to you know guys start having liver damage and damn yeah it gets bad. But luckily, I mean I, I have a dad, so I know how to uh I have a dad who uh who's been there and done that. Mm-hmm. He's got that like a nutritionist like uh, yeah. degree right yeah exactly um he has a bunch of a bunch of degrees like he has two master's degrees. Oh, yeah. He used to be a personal trainer. At 24-hour fitness and obviously he has his own gym mm-hmm. used to be in the ufc on the ultimate fighter so this guy mm-hmm. i mean my dad he he's like i said he's been around the block he he knows what he's doing but also i do my own research as For well sure. uh i like to learn off of different uh, athletes and see how they uh sure. you know how they do their process on cutting weight mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of things that i still need to learn like i said i'm, I'm still young so i'm still I have a lot of uh, room to grow. So that's interesting too, because you're so young, and I could only imagine. I mean, you still have some some girth to add to. You. You're yeah. only 20. You know, yeah. usually a man doesn't get like their actual like thickness their man, as a man. body. Yeah, yeah. 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 man body until they're in probably mid 20s, later 20s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you might have to deal with battling that, or potentially yeah. move up in yeah I, in I, weight I, class. I've I've already talked about it. Uh, I mean, 135 is like maybe is is good now, but mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Where my weight, if uh, you know, my man body comes in, we'll see where my weight is, and then obviously bump up because uh, I know there's only a a couple more fights in me at 135. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a big guy, but like 135 mm-hmm. is it's still a little bit of. I mean, that's that's a 20 pound cut, and that's still like it's it, it can be draining. Mm-hmm. Like my last fight, I had a good weight cut, but like I had to like mentally like dial in. Uh, and I actually did it uh, a lot of the times. Uh, this past this past fight, I actually did my weight cut alone um, because my dad he had some guys fighting the night before my oh, fight, man. and I was in my fight was in San Antonio. So my dad coached the guys uh, who were fighting up in Denver, and then he came uh, the next day to uh, to coach me in my fight. So yeah, I did it on my own. Did it the right way. Make sure I had a good rehydration because a lot of guys forget mm-hmm. or don't know how to uh, rehydrate the proper way. And uh, my first time cutting weight, I, I I I was hurting because like once I hopped on the scale, I started you know going crazy, eating all the foods, uh, mm. drinking all the liquids. You can't do that because yeah. there's no stomach acid. There's no acids in your stomach. It's like you almost you basically it's like taking a wet towel and you're wringing it out. That's what you basically do when you're water loading and uh, cutting weight. You're trying to cut out all that water weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understood that this time around, I had a, I looked up our research. You know, the best way to rehydrate is, uh, you know, drinking like uh, like uh, drinkable meals like Ensures or like protein shakes. You know, obviously you want the water and uh, um, Pedialyte for, uh, you know, get the sodium back mm-hmm. so uh, your body can trap that water water inside but um i've heard something I've, i'm i'm looking into like keto stuff right now so like fasting and, and yeah. all that stuff like there's something called keto flu is where it's like basically you feel like flu symptoms from like uh getting in ketosis and it's probably some similar symptoms you feel when you're cutting yeah and, um, and they, they say uh activated charcoal can help with uh, hmm. with against the the keto flu quote unquote i never yeah i that's something new. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's something new. I've never heard that yeah. one before. And that would make sense because it would yeah. absorb. It would hold onto the water. Yeah. Like, or, or something. I could. I don't know exactly, but for for the keto specifically, that stuff for when you're when you're doing like a fast, uh, or trying to get into ketosis, they they said they the people that I was listening to, they said when they did the the activated charcoal, like they had no symptoms of of like feeling crappy after Jeez. you know cutting. <laughs> yeah, like a. There'd be times where you're just sitting in the um sitting in the sauna. You know, you're sitting in the sauna, you got your sauna suit on, obviously. Um you got your sweet sweat, and sweet sweat is like almost this uh it's like a lotion kinda, but it opens up your pores and makes you sweat mm. more. So you're just sitting in the sauna a lot of times, you're like, man, I wanna stop. I could just stop now. 
But with being pro, you miss weight. Yeah, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, you're like, you're like, yo, this guy's about to take half my purse, like, Mm -hmm. and, and then not only that, if you keep doing it, you know the promoters they don't forget. So they'll stop like, you know, finding you fights. They'll stop mm-hmm. taking you for real. And and then once word words word gets around town that yo this guy, he can't make weight, they'll bump you up to the next weight class. Like hey, we're not gonna schedule a, a fight at one thirty five, until we see that you can consistently uh, make weight at one forty five. Mm-hmm. So and I mean that's just that's just how the game goes because you're like you're almost messing up their money at that point. Oh, it's a big deal. I mean, if you think about, and I don't know if you know too much about horse racing, but they have this thing called the paddock. Mm. And before horses race, that they'll like walk this like little courtyard before they go into the arena. Yeah. And depending on how much energy the horse has, even if it's a favorite or not, people will like wait till bet, depending hmm. on how the horse looks when it's coming out of the paddock. <laughs> so if they're like all pumped and ready to go, they're like, okay, that horse, it's ready to he's go. About to, yeah, but he's if it's kind of to... slumped down and like, you know, looking like it's tired and things like that. Yeah. They're not going to bet on. It's the same thing with fighters that they're just they're seeing now in the UFC. It's like they go in and they they do like the the weigh-ins. They they yeah. show the weigh-ins now, and they're like, you know, having this to be guy carried looks, over yeah. to the to the scale. Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah, this guy like, how you can recover before the fight. You know, not only that, but like that almost like when as a fighter, if you see like your fighter, like he had a bad weight cut. Oh, there we're, we're looking at we're looking at a full course meal. We're like this guy, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow night he's gonna be sluggish. Mm-hmm. He's already he's already hurting now. He's gonna come. He's already the only problem with that is that we already know that he's probably gonna be a little bit bigger. Yeah, that, that's the only problem. But you'll beat him with your conditioning. Oh yeah, you'll beat him with your technique. He'll just be in the slump. I mean, a lot of guys in the. Uh, What's his name? When Charles Oliveira, he uh fought for the title when he fought Justin Gaethje, and he had a that little weight cut half, uh, half pound over. Yeah, that half half pound over. I thought to myself, I was like, once I seen that, I was like, oh, Justin Gaethje got him. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, dang, he got him. But little did we know, he didn't. So I mean, it all depends on how the fighter is, how mm-hmm. he feels, if he if he's been putting in the work, going at it. You know, we'll. See. The outcome can always change. It only takes one punch as well, especially in the yeah. fight game. Oh, mm-hmm. It's always one punch. It could be a permanent punch too. Like, uh, <laughs> did you watch the Adesanya fight? Oh yeah, dominating all five rounds. This one we watched. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back. yeah, dominating all five rounds or all four rounds. Right. Basically five rounds. He was dominating. Oh the yeah. Fifth. Then bam, got hit with that left hand, that left hook. It only takes one shot. Mm-hmm. Only takes one shot. Gosh, yeah. that's so crazy. Well, let's peel it back a little bit because I want to talk a little bit more about like Victory MMA and like the legacy that's been kind of built there by your father, but also because of you, because now you're a fighter. Like, talk a little bit about that and like what that means to you that that whole gym, the community there, and what it yeah. means to Colorado Springs. Uh, I think it's nice to have like a well known gym down in the southeast side of Colorado Springs. Victory MMA, I mean, like I said, this this gym has been been in the family since 2009. A lot of these guys, uh, you know, we get uh, that come in. Some some of them don't know anything about MMA. Some some guys they have a little bit of background, but it's just it's just so cool to see like a bunch of different guys coming in and just training, and we're just getting it in, just working hard, achieve trying. We're all trying trying to achieve the same goal, so you know we're all pushing each other there. You see, guys, uh, the one guy. Uh, his name is Dylan, Dylan King, and uh, mm-hmm. we've he been gets tra- his haircut right down the hall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've been training together for these past uh, this past like few years. Um, and he's been like one of my uh best training partners. Um, really learning off of him. Like we learn off of each other. Like we see, you know, we see each other do a little th- like a couple of different tricks or a couple of different moves. We're like, okay, I'm gonna take that in my back pocket. So we're always learning off of each other. Um, you also don't even have to, you know, for Victory MMA, it's one of those gyms, like, I get it. We It says Victory MMA, so everybody always asks, do I have to be an MMA fighter? No, if mm-hmm. you just want to come in and just get a nice little, a cool little boxing workout, or if you just want to hit the bag a little bit, mm-hmm. or get a quick little lift in, you know, it, the gym is all yours. Like, you don't have to be an MMA fighter. To be honest, most of our members that are there are just regular people looking just you know, just to get a nice workout, you know, mm-hmm. just want to learn something new, do something new. They're not trying to take it to, you know, the next level, which I think is great. You know, mm-hmm. not everybody has to be, you know, 
an MMA fighter or an, yeah. you don't have to come from this uh have come from an MMA background to come to the gym. Like no, you can never if you you've never done it before. Like we had a guy who's uh his name is Dave McIntosh. He was a track athlete. He never did any type of M- MMA before, but he came in, he started doing, you know, jiu-jitsu a little bit, started coming to the, you know, the kickboxing classes, the boxing classes. And then we we started seeing, you know, he he was actually pretty good. I mean, he's only 23 as well. So he was like, yeah, hey, yo, you, he he has to, you know, get a fight. He came in, got a fight, and now he's 3-1. What? So, okay, that's awesome. Nice. For a guy, like I said, for a guy to, you know, not have any type of MMA background, like I said, you don't have to, one, you don't have to have an MMA background to come in. Mm-hmm. Two, if you just want to come in and get a good workout, that's the place to be. Yeah, yeah. And it's got- well known. I mean, my dad, I mean, he's he's made it to where, you know, everybody likes to come in and make it. It almost feels like a family environment. Mm-hmm. You know, you know everybody. Everybody knows you. It's it's just a great environment. So, yeah. We also even have guys, like, go out to, you know, they probably train out in New Mexico. And then they come back to us, like, on their breaks and it's mm-hmm. You know, it's just good to have good uh, old old faces come back to you and always like remember where they started out from. Yeah, yeah. and if, if there's fighters that are, that are in town or something, that's a good gym for them to yeah exactly to keep up at yeah you know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, I do want to you know hopefully you know I want to make it obviously to the big leagues to the UFC and you know we could start getting the start getting the gym put out there even more mm-hmm. you know getting a bigger space you know or just you know getting uh making Victor MMA become one of those big main gyms that you see around, mm-hmm. um, especially in the MMA world. But because uh, we have a lot of guys, a lot of killers um, who come from this gym. We're, you know, we're not a big gym, you know, so uh, a lot of people, they don't understand, like, what's going on in Victory MMA mm-hmm. until they come. Yeah, yeah. So I love to put that image out, like, hey, yo, if you want to become an MMA fighter and you want to be successful, you can do it here, right here mm-hmm. in the uh, in little colorado springs you yeah. know because a lot of guys yeah. they travel they travel up to denver you know they they go to these bigger gyms mm-hmm. and i'm like sometimes you don't need to go to a bigger gym because no, you sure i mean you you go to a bigger gym the only difference is is that you're gonna there's probably gonna be just more uh more guys mm-hmm. that's about it but they're all gonna be doing the same thing mm-hmm. so i mean that's just my philosophy on that. Not only that, but you also have a music career. Do you want to speak a little bit about what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, I'm having, uh, by the time uh, end of December, I'm, I'll be dropping an EP. Um, but yeah, I've been recording at my house, you know, recording at my at-home studio, you know, getting some work. I've also been going to uh, my friend's studio. His name is Ethan. Uh, and we've just been recording, going uh going and making sure that these songs are as crisp and mm-hmm. good sounding as possible like i i always want to that's why it takes a lot of time for me to drop music my dad always gets on me about it but i'm like yo like i want this like i want these songs to be perfect mm-hmm. like they have to be perfect and you see that in a lot of like artists they'll have songs from like two three years ago mm-hmm. that they already recorded but then they'll end up dropping it you know like three years uh after they mm-hmm. recorded it you know, because they're just going back and editing, you know, trying to make sure everything is, is, is perfect. And yeah, not yeah. only that, but making sure that they're dropping it at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I started music when I was, uh, I really started getting into music since I was uh, a sophomore in high school. Um, my friend uh, Elijah, RIP, he, he passed away, but he got me, uh, he got me into the studio with his uncle and we just started recording. And I was like, dang, I was... I was like, yeah, I'm I'm digging it. So I started getting better with my, you know, with my rhyme schemes and my and my writing. I started getting better with that and uh I once I started uh going to the studio, I was like, yeah, I want to learn how to produce myself. Mm-hmm. One, it just saves money. <laughs> One, that saves sure, money. Sure. And two, it's just cool to say like when somebody comes mm-hmm. up to you be like, "Dang, who who makes a master of this?" I I I did that myself. Mm-hmm. That, that that was that was me. And then after that, you start getting, I want to be able to, you know, record people as well. Because, you know, there's some people out there that don't have that, uh, the access to, to a studio. Yeah. So I would love to, you know. It's a huge learning curve too. So yeah. A lot of people don't even know where to start when it comes to Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> so not only helping myself, but helping, you know, whoever wants to, you know, hop in the music industry and, you know, just come up. It, it, I love music because you could be so creative with it. Mm-hmm. it. You know, it's your own style. It's your own flavor. So that's what uh, 
that's what I'm trying to trying to do. Also with the fighting game, it's such a it's a good mixture to promote mm-hmm. both. Yeah, at the same time with my fighting and the music career, I also I've walked out to my songs before. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. almost like a Roy Jones Jr. type of feel. Yeah. So yeah, it gets me it gets me hype. I listen mm-hmm. to all my songs every day just to just to remind myself like okay. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I, I tend to forget like yeah I'm. I'm I don't want to boost my, you know, bu- uh, boost my head up, you know, but I'm like, okay, I, I make, I make some yeah. good music, you know, and uh, a lot of people, when you tell them like, hey, I make, you know, I make music, they look at you, they're like, do you, do oh, you yeah. really? Oh, yeah, I get that. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hold on, just wait, and then mm-hmm. you play them a song, they're like, oh, oh, this is actually it's, this a, this a good song, like I could hear this being played on the radio. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love seeing people's reaction. I think that's something I want to start doing, you know. Uh, if I ever get into the podcast, you know, world, I want to just, you know, get start getting people's reactions on, on, my, on my songs. I think that'd be pre- pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, you see a lot of people go crazy with, like, reaction videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a thing about, like, when you're showing someone your music too, and it's like they're talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they're like oh, it's like no, wait for this part. Wait yeah, for this yeah. part. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. This is the best part. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, shh. All yeah, right, yeah. you just missed it. <laughs> but yeah, and then they don't hear it the way you hear it either. Because like when when you produce it and you make it all, all yourself, you're you're hearing every small little detail. And yeah, they're they're not hearing. They're, they're hearing just like the surface. Like there's stuff like mm-hmm. I do. Like I I love to harmonize. I love to harmonize. Yeah, yeah. And people don't. Uh, that that's probably like my favorite thing to do. So every time I do it in my songs, I'm like oh, just just shh and just yes. listen. <laughs> and just listen to this. Listen to what I just did in this mm-hmm. in this song. And uh, yeah, like you said, they don't hear it. Sometimes they don't hear it. Like like you know like we do mm-hmm. and i'm like okay we're gonna go back we're gonna listen to this yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna hear it and then i and then you're gonna give me your opinion and yeah, tell me yeah. What you want, or tell me how you like it mm-hmm. but yeah this that's uh that's probably the thing that uh making music when i make music is like almost an escape from uh the world you know mm-hmm. it gets me uh in a place to where i feel comfortable i feel free mm-hmm. and uh relaxes me really uh nothing is better than just sitting there and listen listening to i i listen to a lot of instrumentals mm-hmm. so i listen to a lot of instrumentals or i listen to a lot of songs just to get like a idea mm-hmm. you know if i hear something like oh i actually like that let me let me try uh try using that uh that preset mm-hmm. or let me try using these uh this uh different like harmonizing vocals yeah, it, yeah. it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy you and complex can, you can get inspiration from 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 other one one pe- one way I would like to like come up with like original like like not just rhyme schemes but like uh, I guess you could say melodies or or the way things flow is if you like just say a sentence and you take that sentence and you break the syllables down and it'll give you like and then you just build off it's like a really reverse engineering kind of way it's, to do it <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's crazy sometimes you know sometimes I don't even write mm-hmm. sometimes I just go in there and we're, uh, we like to call it just punching in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just punching it. Cause sometimes, like, I just be so in the mood to like just record something. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, that's how most of Juice World stuff is. If you, yeah, if you yeah, listen yeah. to it, you can hear it. Do, Lil yeah, Wayne, yeah. the same way too. Yeah, it's so crazy, and I I, I love doing it that way. Um, obviously, I, I like writing a little mm-hmm. bit more, but like, like I said, sometimes I just I just get into the mood of like, mm-hmm. yo, I feel like I need to record right now, and then I'll go to I'll just open up the computer open up a, a free tab and just mm-hmm. go go straight into it. Yeah. Find an instrumental that I like, obviously uh, pay for the beat and just, bam, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go for it. Yeah, sometimes, like, I, I've done both, where it's like I'm writing and I'm spending a lot of time on a song, and I'm also, I've done, done it where it's like we're just creating something real fast, or, or not even real fast, I just want to, like, I just want to create or something. Yeah. And I... Towards when I started like doing music less, I was doing it more that way, where I was just punching in things, and yeah. and I actually wish I would have taken more time with a lot of my songs. So I'm glad that yeah. you are doing that. Yeah, I mean, when when I'm making a song, like uh, I always like to have a meaning behind it. Like mm-hmm. there always has to be a meaning behind uh, all of my songs. Like and, and a lot of the times, it's just how I'm feeling in the moment. Either yeah, how I'm feeling in the moment, or just uh, just talking about things that that I've been through uh and yeah telling my story in, mm-hmm. my, in my songs cause sometimes it's a little bit harder to tell people 
like straight words like this face to face sometimes and uh mm-hmm. just to put like you know how i feel between uh or into a instrumental sometimes people can kind of you know grasp to grasp to it or like even like relate to it mm-hmm. you're like oh wow like yeah, okay i feel you like i've been through the same thing mm-hmm. so you start understanding you a little bit more it's good to have those outlets. Every artist has their own way of doing things, you know? Yeah. And it's good for you because the one thing I do notice about fighters is, well, one good thing that's happening with a lot of fighters now, like Sugar Sean O'Malley or like those people who have other streams of income mm-hmm. and yeah. like fighting is not their only stream of income and they yeah. have like an out, which is great. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be just tied to only fighting. I think like someone who is talented as you, yeah, so like, you can have other things, you know, that you bring build, more streams, yeah. you know? Yeah. Fighting. I mean, that's just the, you know, fighting is the main thing. But how do you build off of it? Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, fighting is almost like an investment to me. I mean, I'm trying to turn this turn this into something bigger than, than we ever thought. I mean, yeah, we can sit here and fight, but how long can you fight for? Right. You know, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Mm-hmm. So what my, my whole thinking process is, what's going to happen after, after the fight game? Like I said, once you hit around like 33, 34 in the fight game, there, if you're not winning, you're almost out the door. Mm-hmm. It only takes three losses in a row for you to get cut from the UFC. Sometimes even two, depending on how you lose. So, I mean, having that backup plan or having something that you can fall onto or fall, yeah, fall into, and uh, build up, building off of it. Now, the couple of things I have is one, the music, and also the gym. So that's the like I said uh, previously is like I want to build I want to build the gym up mm-hmm. you know build it into something that we can have in our family name for a, for a very long time and uh, yeah are you gonna uh, so when it comes to the gym do you guys plan on having you take over eventually that has to that has yeah. to be the if you guys haven't had that discussion yeah, yet yeah, it's yeah, probably the, like, like it's, in the back of the mind yeah it's thing. not <laughs> it's, yeah it's not the uh, definitely in the back of the, in our minds mm-hmm. I mean it's one of those things that we just kind of like. We know that's that's probably what's gonna happen for sure. Yeah. Um. But, but you just, do want to like take take on that that challenge as well too. Yeah, I actually love uh, coaching. Okay. Or like helping guys out. Um, because even though like I'm I'm a little bit younger than than these guys, they uh, I have guys older than me all the time come to me and ask ask me a bunch of questions. You know how to, you know how to do a certain move or how to get, you know, in a comfortable place with fighting and I just, you know, give them mm-hmm. my advice. You know, people are always looking for my uh um uh, looking for my advice and I'm like, I'm always gonna be here for them. Yeah. Just like how they're they're there for me. So I mean you have experience. It doesn't yeah. matter how old you are if you have the experience and yeah exactly. and the, the 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 rap sheet to prove it. Yeah. And exactly. then people will will trust you and get advice from you. Like. Exactly. So I mean that 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 like I said, that's the plan to hopefully one day take over uh, the gym and just keep building mm-hmm. on it. You know, I want to keep that gym in, in the family name for, you know, a long time. You know, this is something that my dad started, mm-hmm. and I just want to keep adding to it, keep adding to it until we become one of those gyms that are are well known. Do you pay attention to uh to the business side of Victory? Currently, or are you I, a, on little, other a, a little bit because I just uh, I'll be in and out, so I know like the price, the price range, and everything like that. Um, and sometimes I, I'll check in, uh, like I'll check in a customer who comes in who wants to, you know, learn a little bit more about the gym, and I'll go over the go over a couple of things if my dad isn't there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't got it got into it into it only because uh, I've been more focused on, on sure. my fight game. Yeah. So I mean. When that time comes, definitely, I, I know. Yeah, and you yeah. can't spread yourself too thin, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, it, so, that's what your dad's doing, and that's that's his yeah. d- job right now. But I'm know? like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm. He's not telling me, but you know, I I watch and I listen, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, he may not think I'm I'm I'm, I'm paying attention, but I I am. Okay. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So when like whenever he's like gone, he'll have me like run the class sometimes. Uh. Yeah, I run like the sparring class nights, and you know, just just go a little, little by little, little mm-hmm. by little. I mean, I've I've cornered a lot of our fighters, uh, helped my dad corner. Um, I love cornering, being there uh, for our fighters, and just just seeing. Uh, I get more nervous for our fighters, like when I see one of our guys fight, than I do in my actual fight. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're not in control, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, you're but it's like, still your man. team, though, right? Yeah, exactly. You, but yeah, you're just not in control or anything. So I mean, it's uh, geez, man, fighting is so crazy. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the best feeling once you you know 
once you start winning, yeah. it's the best feeling. I mean, when you win in any every anything, it's it's the best feeling. But uh, it's a it's almost like a different feel mm -hmm. because it's not like any traditional sport. It's not a team sport. It's you know? true. Yeah. Has fighting been around since as far as we know, right? It yeah, could be the very first sport there ever was. <laughs> exactly, right? fighting. Exactly. Yeah. Going going dating back all the way to the Roman days. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's primal, man. Yeah, there's something different about it. You it's know? yeah. That, that that would probably the probably the best thing for you to do for the gym would be to be victorious in what you're doing, yeah. uh, not just for the namesake, but uh, if you build a name that is that is massive, yeah. that trickles down into business. Whatever you do in business, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I also think another thing that plays a big factor is like having a coach that's been there and done that. Mm -hmm. You know, have you like a lot of the times mm -hmm. you know you go to a boxing gym yeah. or you go to an MMA gym. And, uh, you know, the coach, he's, like, big. He's never fought before. But he's good at holding mm -hmm. mids. So he doesn't really under... I mean... It's like a dentist with bad teeth, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> yeah. how like how can you tell me what to do if you've never been in that situation? Like, you don't... You can't really relate mm -hmm. to me. So I think it's, it's always good to have those, those type of coaches who mm -hmm. are, like, who've been there and done that so they understand, like, what it takes to get to, to the highest point. So yeah, and I was actually just having this conversation on someone else's podcast that I was on, and it's interesting though because Michael Jordan's coach isn't doing what Michael Jordan is doing, but he says he he gives it all to his coach, you know. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> I mean, like I, that that goes down to the sparring thing. If it works for you, then it works. Yeah, for you. yeah, exactly. But for me, I would rather somebody coach me who's who who knows proven. What, yeah, yeah, who knows what what I'm going through. Or me who, too. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, not only do they know the game, sometimes they know uh, promotions and they can get you into, you know, bigger things. That's true. Yeah. Man. Like um, a manager almost. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is kind of what my dad is. I mean, my dad, yeah, he, yeah. he finds all of all of his fighters' fights, um, mm -hmm. coaches all of them, obviously. He's like... The, he knows the game, you know? Yeah, he knows <laughs> the game inside and out. He knows all these promoters. Mm -hmm. um, all these promoters know him. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you really were to like, if you wanted to get into... The MMA scene. Go to Academy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go to Academy at Victory MMA. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you squared away. But um, yeah, it's always good. It's always good to have those type of coaches in your in your corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so awesome, man. This has been this is such a great interview. So tell us a little bit more. I know you said your upcoming fight's December 18th, right? Yeah. Where, where is it at? It's in uh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. So we're going to H-Town. Last time my fight was in Houston. I mean, it was in San Antonio. So... Texas is not a it's not foreign to me anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, the weight cut is is gonna be is gonna be the same as it was last time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what what the venue where the venue is at, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely in Houston, Texas, uh, on December eighteenth, I'll be fighting a guy named Christian Strong. Um, two and zero, oh, he's two and zero. Oh, I'm one and zero. Oh, so somebody's O oh has to go. Somebody's yeah. O oh has to go. <laughs> So, I mean, we're both young fighters, you know, have a lot to grow. And uh, But I'll be lying to you if I didn't say I didn't feel confident in this fight. Like, I feel confident in every fight that I go in, but I feel super confident with this fight. This will be my – I never had a guy to, uh, who came out and, like, really wrestled me like that. So this will be a good test to see where I'm at with my wrestling. So he's a wrestler too? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's – that's his strong. That's his stronghold. Mm -hmm. He gets hit. He gets hit. But he's a good wrestler. Do you think he's watched your stuff and it's like he's he's he, does he think you're gonna go for the the knockout or if uh, he's if he's <laughs> if he's smart? Yeah, I, I would I would I would hope he would look at my fights. Yeah, <laughs> because guess what I'm doing the same uh, thing. I like I I do my I do my studies. I do my mm -hmm. uh, uh my tape watching and uh you know just seeing coming up with a good game plan for the for every single fighter. Mm -hmm. Like I have to, I I study my fighters. There's guys that like, I don't care who you put in front of me. I'm a fight. Right. I'm like, see, not me. I I'm I'm gonna get a little biased. I'm gonna be like, see, that's the old way of thinking. That's mm -hmm. the old way of fighting. That's 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 not very smart. You know, you gotta understand what what type of weapons your 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 opponent has. What's his strong points? What's his weak point? Mm -hmm. Where do you think you can get him at? Um. So that's why I always I always look up all my fighters. Unless you're an amateur fighter about to fight an O and O guy, then I would be uh always looking up who who, sure. I'm, who I'm about to go against. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you the only time that I probably wouldn't do that is if I'm 
on the main event of a UFC card and I know who this guy is. Like, I shouldn't have to do, like, say if I was light heavyweight and I was going against John Jones, I shouldn't have to do my, my homework on John Jones. I mean, obviously, I'll do my homework. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'll do my homework on John Jones, but we know what, what, what he does, mm-hmm. you know, like those big fighters. So, but when it comes to like these unknown guys, you know, look them up, you know, their fights are going to, that's the beauty about uh, the fight game now is that all these fights are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you go back, like when my dad was fighting, like he started, like fighting around like oh eight oh nine something like that. It was hard to find find uh video clips or, mm-hmm. or your fighter. Mm-hmm. But now we're in twenty twenty two, about to be twenty twenty three. Everyone's posting it. You Everyone's know? <laughs> posting it. Everybody has Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean these these leagues, uh, these promotions. You know they're putting out videos. It's it's all there for you. Mm-hmm. It's all there for you. It's how you train, how you prepare. So that's what's coming up, December eighteenth. That's that's gonna be. Somebody's hands is gonna be raised. Yeah. And if you ask me, you're looking at him. This guy is gonna be okay, okay. victorious. Oh, man. You're yeah. representing Colorado Springs, man. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta yeah. get out there, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually considering it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Not only that, but like, like you said, you know, uh, Colorado Springs. A lot of guys they go up to Denver. Some guys go to Pueblo, but a lot of the big guys, you don't really hear a lot of big guys making it from Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to carry that that weight on my shoulder. Like, I feel like people are skipping us mm-hmm. like they're skipping the springs yeah so i'm, I'm gonna play it cool and yeah. and, and and uh put i want to i want to put the, the springs on the map you know show them like we mm-hmm. have talent we have the talent here there's guys who are you know coming up you know you mm-hmm. can make it from the springs you don't have to go to a big gym you can get it right here yeah right here and if you ask me i feel like um me and my dad i mean my dad was the first to start off so now i'm just gonna Keep building off of it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Keep building off of it. That's uh, that's our 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 goal too. You know, we want to help build up the springs and help let people know that we are a a, a town that has great things and great things coming. Like, yeah, the, that's kind of our goal. Like, if we can help uplift other businesses in the, in the community, that helps us achieve that. I think. Yeah. You know, so, so yo, yeah, that, 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 that's <laughs> the whole plan is to you know build up each other, build up the community. Let, uh, let everybody see that, you know, we have some great people in, in Colorado Springs and we're, we're coming up big. We're coming up really big. Yeah. So, so if, if we're going to, if this was a clip right here, uh, of you promoting your fight, how would you do that? How would Cam- I do that? right here. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the video, on, on the spot. Let's do it, bro. All right. My name is Elijah Smith fighting out of Victory MMA out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. If you want to see an action packed fight, somebody from your hometown living he could be living right next to you seeing him on the big screen december 18th just wait and watch you will see elijah smith victorious (laughs) yeah so if if you're watching this gilbert make sure to uh leave a comment and and talking crap no (laughs) (laughs) all right this has been the cos business podcast and i'm looking at his camera (laughs) Thanks for watching, and make sure to subscribe for more awesome episodes of great entrepreneurs.